0: Greetings and welcome once more to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. I'm Sandy Buff alongside Coach Carl, as always, as uh, we get set for uh, the home stretch, the month of February, and a one-game set with Colorado College down at Ed Robeson Arena in the Springs on Saturday night. Uh, Game start is 6 o'clock, and you can hear it on 104.3 The Fan HD3 and uh, AT&T Sportsnet. We'll have the telecast of the game as well, but uh, we want to open, Coach, we were talking a little bit before we began uh, the program today about what a magnificent event uh, your university staged uh, last Friday night at Ball Arena, drawing almost 18,000 people, uh, it was uh, a record attendance, I believe, in this state for an indoor hockey game at 17,952 officially, and it was the uh, second largest uh, crowd to watch an indoor contest since February 10, 2018, when Michigan and Michigan State skated in front of 19,515 at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. I'm guessing they had a longer runway leading up to that game than you did uh, at Denver planning this in basically two months. It was uh, just a, a tremendous effort to pull this off the way you did and produce the game the way you did. Yeah, it
1: was the event itself was spectacular. Um, we felt from the bench and and then talking to, you know, alumni and friends that are, that were at the game. and. Um, you know, had similar sentiments to you. And, and yeah, that was one of the things we talked about this week and after the game was, you know, sharing with our guys that, yeah, this happened and was put on and in really six, seven week time period, um, you know, and, and unfortunately that was the case, but, um, you know, our people here within the department, um, obviously starting with our athletic director, um, and Josh Burlow and really angel field and Lynn coots, um, you know, put a lot of rolled up their sleeves and um, really got after it with in our ticketing team and just the whole thing. And then everyone that, you know, went into the production of the game from the intro video to the to the sponsorship uh, triggers that were moved from Magnus over and the board adverts all being changed. I mean, um, I just I thought every detail was covered and uh, made a great experience for Uh, the fans, the alumni, and and obviously the players and our staff as well.
0: The clear objective, of course, was to win the game. But how much of a lift do you think your players got out of this past weekend? It's a little different, uh, as this weekend will be, uh, as opposed to your normal routine of playing two games on campus, either at Magnus or on the road. Uh, instead, you play single games, but you had the game last Friday night. You could focus on the one game. Uh, you played it uh, very well against an improved Colorado college team. How much of a lift does it give the team? Because it is a little bit of a change of pace as you come down the stretch of the season.
1: Yeah, I think it, you know, we talked a lot about that leading up to it, just breaking the routine um, in some capacity. And I, you know, I think for, again, for us as coaches, I think we we really enjoy it, and I think the players do too. You know, it's nice not having a full weekend off, um, where you're trying to plan that bye week as to, you know, when you get after it, when you don't. Um, and and you know, with with this week, you know, playing on Friday, they got Saturday, Sunday off. Uh, we skated on Monday, they got Tuesday off, um, so they kind of had a mini bye week, which is plenty uh to recharge the batteries and and to get going and we had a great skate yesterday um you know coming off that day off and we'll we'll practice obviously today and tomorrow as we prepare for Saturday so uh, you know I think it's great to break the routine a little bit but not you know so much that they're getting uncomfortable in it and um yeah so all in all I, you know obviously the results on Friday it was good to get the result and um I think the break has is, is helped kind of rejuvenate and um, maybe revitalize some of the guys as well.
0: You win the game two to nothing. Uh, you get goals from Wright and Capone. Uh, Jared Wright as a freshman, uh, a real nice story. Am I correct uh, in uh, recalling that uh, last summer uh, there was a time uh, during which it appeared as if he would go to Colgate? And I guess they had a a change on the coaching staff, maybe with an assistant coach and he ends up uh, coming to you, but uh, maybe a little bit of a different path in that uh, at least for a while, he seemed to have another number one choice.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, and, and a little bit as is the case, I mean things we see it obviously in, in college football and basketball, the fluidity of recruiting and, um, certainly not that in college hockey, but it's it's getting I guess more that way. And um by the time we had gotten involved with Jared, he had actually already um decommitted from from his previous school and um gotten out of his NLI and and all of that. And then we obviously ran into our own issues um with our two fins. Um not being one, not getting into school and, and the other, um, you know, running into some clearinghouse issues. And, um, you know, we were, we were really fortunate that that Jared was an excellent player that was available. Um, and so yeah, Jared actually didn't commit to Denver until August 15 of last summer, uh, didn't get the normal summer that everyone else had, right. um, was kind of a whirlwind for him. And is really just, um, you know, really embraced being a pioneer and, and won uh, a lot of his teammates over because of the person he is and, and how he goes about his business. One of the nicest young men um, you'll ever meet, along with one of the fastest yes. on the ice that you'll ever see. And and to think that he, you know, that he's done this without really a full summer, not even close to a full summer with Matt Shaw and training. I just think uh, Jared's a player that uh continues to just be scratching the surface of the impact he can have uh with him without the puck with us
0: not that it's unusual that you would move a freshman around uh as a forward from one line uh, to another but he seems to have correct me if i'm wrong but he seems to have flourished regardless of where uh you have put him and uh, uh last week it was uh with Bros and Thompson on that second line, and uh, they were productive. Obviously, Thompson had an assist, and Wright had uh, the goal we just mentioned to get you out to a one nothing lead, what proved to be the game winning goal.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, our right wingers have kind of been the guys, maybe recently who have uh, rotated around Divine, Dornbach, and and Wright uh, particularly, and in, in the the left wingers and the centermen have uh, generally stayed together, um, with Mazer and Rizzo and, um, Thompson and bros and then King and right. and Webster. So, um, yeah, Jared's a guy, I think what's nice about him as a coach is, um, you know, he's becoming a predictable player as far as what he's going to bring, um, night in and night out. And so based on maybe what those pairs need, um, we can kind of shift those right wingers around and him being one of them, um, to try and enhance um, the, their games and, and obviously try and produce a little bit more chemistry with the lines. So, um, yeah, he's played with a lot of different people and, and he's done a nice
0: job with it this year. We'll come back and we'll talk more in detail about the game this past Friday night. Obviously, we'll look ahead to next Saturday night and we'll assess where DU finds itself uh, surprisingly in a favorable Position after last weekend, uh, getting some help from Minnesota Duluth, uh, which swept St. Cloud State, and DU now uh, back in sole possession of first place in the NCHC. That's all coming next as the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl continues. Stay with us. This is the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl, Sandy Clef alongside as we move into the month of February. But before we do that, uh, look back on uh, last weekend. Your overall assessment of your team's performance on Friday night in uh, winning two to nothing, thought it was a workmanlike effort. And as is often the case with your team, I know there weren't a lot of goals, uh, thanks in the main to uh, spectacular goaltending uh, by Embarrico of Colorado College, who's a real stud as a, a freshman netminder. Uh, but all three lines were on the score sheet below your top line, not that your top line played badly, but it shows you can win games with your top line going pointless.
1: Yeah. It was good to see, um, you know, again, some of the depth come through and some different people make plays to put the puck in the back of the net. Um, You know, when you, I mean, Jared, Wright um, Obviously gets one for Mayhew um, and then Capone Webster and Edwards kind of link up for one. Um, Obviously, Edwards and Capone, um, you know, they, they got the goal against, uh, Miami a few weeks back, uh, but great again for them to, to get rewarded. And that was after a power play, um, had expired kind of a moment in a game where, uh, that's a big shift in games and, and being able to come back with, you know, three veteran guys is, is a nice thing to nice luxury to have. Um, and they were able to go out and capitalize, on that. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the depth, uh, to be able to put some in the net was good that the game overall, as we talked about in the post game started a little slow for us mm-hmm. with, with the puck. And, um, you know, we struggled with some of our puck support and in, in doing what we wanted to do, but again, as the game wore on, I thought we, we adjusted well, that was again, a, a good sign. Um, we've shown games where we haven't been able to adjust and this seems like two Recently, that we have been able to, and um, thought we took the game over um, in the second and third periods.
0: And uh, again, their goaltending was great, but uh, in saying that, we can't overlook Magnus Cronin at twenty-three saves. Yet another shutout. Uh, I believe it's uh, three shutouts in five games, uh, if I'm not mistaken, for uh, Magnus. And in four of the last five, uh, he's given up uh, two goals or Uh, shut out the opposition and we're reminded that that's 13 career shutouts I believe for Magnus uh, which uh, ties Jerry Powers terrific goaltender in the mid-60s at DU and of course uh, Peter Menino now an assistant coach at Colorado College is the all-time leader with 15 but uh, he has quite a streak going against Colorado College doesn't he over 300 minutes I think of shutout goaltending
1: yeah pretty incredible um you know and give give Ron a lot of credit for being able to go back and find that information i had no idea um and so now he's he's obviously doing an excellent job um against this team and um again has been um you know since the second half outside maybe that you know the St. Cloud Friday night game um you know he's been exceptional for us and um you know, continues just to be who he is. And, and we talked about Jared Wright as a predictable performer. Yeah. Um, that's what Magnus has, has turned himself into. And, um, you know, he's showing that he can obviously showed last year, and lead the team, win big games. Um, but again, he's showing that even more this year and um, showing that he's ready for the next steps in his hockey career as well.
0: We touched on this, but CC is uh, obviously improved. Uh, it, it, is an indication, uh, given their improvement, uh, they're in seventh place in an 18-league. An indication that uh, maybe your league's getting a little stronger. And I'm wondering what your observations were uh, on what happened last week. And you had a chance to sit back on Saturday, uh, watch Duluth again beat St. Cloud State, sweep them in a two-game series. And actually, that not only pushed St. Cloud out of a share for first place, Push Saint Cloud all the way down to third place in your league, behind Omaha, as well as uh, uh, DU, of course, standing with 32 points to Omaha's 30 at this point, and Saint Cloud stays at 29. Um, it, 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 how did you view? Were you surprised at uh, the fact that Duluth took two from Saint Cloud, coming on? Maybe Saint Cloud had an emotional letdown after sweeping you the previous weekend.
1: Yeah, probably a little bit, um, but then you got to remember St. Cloud, Los Anhorn for the year. Um, you know they're they're one of their top uh, four defensemen, and then I, I read later um, after the weekend that Spencer Meyer was also um, out on the weekend, so they were missing two of their um, top defensemen. And um, you know, I think you said it like you know we've talked about it on the show before, but I think the league is you know if if we we're to start the season. <laughs> Again, like in November or December, right. I think yeah. the, the non-conference schedule would have been better. Um, I just think the league is improving. Um, unfortunately, those, those early non-conference games are so valuable, um, positively or negatively. And um, I think, yeah, you're seeing a lot of improvement from a lot of the teams in the league throughout the season. And um, that's, that's what's leading to a lot of this parity. And um, it's going to be a heck of a race, obviously, for first place. Uh, But also for home ice, um, you know, there's a number of teams that still could finish first in the top four in the bottom four. I think it's great for fans and um, will be entertaining for everyone to follow.
0: Well, uh, it's it's real tight. Only four points separating Denver, Omaha, St. Cloud and Western Michigan. And you're back to having four teams in the top 15 in the pairwise rankings now. So it's looking more like the NCHC of years past.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. You're seeing that, that push up, that, you know, for sure. And, um, again, it'll be, it'll be an exciting finish for, for fans and, and where their teams are going to end up.
0: Well, it's interesting. that We, we talk about the pairwise a lot. We, we'll break before we get into an extended discussion. But it seems strange to me that you dropped a few notches after a win against Colorado yeah. College. But as we've discussed before, that's how the pairwise works and it really doesn't matter come uh, tournament time. Uh, we would expect that uh, you'd certainly be in contention once again, very much in contention for a number one seed. But we'll, we'll move on from that, and we'll come back, and uh, we'll look ahead to Saturday night. And again, a different kind of weekend for uh, DU, playing just the one game, but this week on a Saturday night. And uh, we'll look at uh, the national uh, picture a little bit with Coach David Carl when Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl continues. The Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl rolls on and I'm Sandy Clough alongside Coach Carl and uh, you played at Ed Robson Arena before. Uh, for people who aren't familiar uh, with the building, relatively new, uh, it's a smaller building, but it's a hockey only facility and it seems to be in most ways a better atmosphere overall for college hockey than World Arena was would you agree with that
1: yeah i mean um overall yes i mean we had some some great games in in world arena just with
0: uh, oh, the memories. rivalry
1: yeah. and being able to fill that building but i've i'd also um you know, at times when I was a student, um, you know, I had friends who were, um, on other teams in the WCHA and I'd go down and and watch them play against CC and, um, you know, it just, it wasn't even close to the same, you know, type of energy and atmosphere that it was for the Denver game. So I think, yes, overall, um, you know, much better. I mean, just looking at their attendance last weekend against Western, you know, they had 3,400, um, in the building, and that's yeah. I don't. I don't know what capacity is. That's but capacity. I
0: yeah, think so 3,400.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, it is seating. Yep. Um, so yeah. I, I mean, I just think for a game like that, um, it's going to be a much better atmosphere for the student athletes, for the fans, and um, you know, than had they been in World Arena. Obviously, um, you know, the lighting. Um, you know, it's <laughs> it's much better. World Arena, pretty. Um, you know dated with just their technology uh with the lighting and in the nhl sheet too i think is is a nice addition um rather than playing on the big ice so obviously more conducive to the development of of where these kids are trying to get to so um it's a beautiful rink and um one i think i've only coached in once but um due to my absence last year, uh, Tavis and in Dallas had the team for, for one of those weekends and right. Um, looking forward to, to getting down there and you know it'll be a raucous crowd. I think my thought would be their fans will probably, you know, build off of what the ball arena game was and um, come out and in, in droves and, and it'll be a really loud and, and exciting atmosphere for our players to play in. Uh,
0: they, Present a different sort of challenge now and we touched on the goaltender before but uh, uh w- with all due respect to the effort you put forth and your team won the game um he he was remarkable especially in the last half of the game i mm-hmm. thought uh, after you scored your second goal uh, you should have had three or four more and it, it wasn't you failing to finish so much as it was uh uh, and Barico being spectacular. Uh, he's been a world junior goaltender, but uh, uh, from Aspen, uh, local kid, he's the real deal, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he was he was excellent, arguably the best player, um, in the game, you know, even though he gives up two, but uh, you know, I think it was on 40 plus shots, and yeah. so, um, you know, made you know that I think that the save on Webster to start, um, the period when we're on the kill, the, obviously the save on Booyam, um, you know, as, as the power play expires, the one-timer save on bros on the power play, uh, Barron's has a wide open look, uh, all by himself at the net. I yeah. mean, yeah, there was, there was a lot of looks that, that he made spectacular saves and, um, you know, our challenge is to try and, um, release pucks a little bit quicker. Um, and to get to his eyes and make sure there's maybe some more rebounds that are available, um, you know, so that he's not getting whistles on some of these plays and uh, make him make the second and third save, because those, as, as you go down the line, they they get harder and harder. So that we need to certainly, we created some good looks, but um, again, it's good. We're getting pushed to to be better offensively.
0: I was reading last week about, uh, how because of the one-sidedness perhaps of, of the rivalry in recent years favoring you of course uh, that uh, some of the uh, for lack of a better term hatred had gone out of the rivalry and yet I didn't see that so much on the ice it was uh, a chippier game and of course all your games are are, are physical and sometimes uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's some rough stuff But uh, I'm wondering if you would expect a carryover to the game on uh, Saturday night, uh, even with eight days in between games, that uh, you're expecting uh, again, that uh, there might be a little bit of extracurricular activity and your challenge is to stay disciplined and and not put yourself in a shorthanded situation.
1: Yeah, I do think that is our challenge. I mean, I, I mean, these are these are young men. Uh, there's a lot of testosterone
0: um,
1: <laughs> going on the ice, and um, you know, certainly, you know, watching the game back, there was some physicality, especially early, some some things after the whistle, yep. um, you know, and so I, I would expect that probably to to be there again. Um, again, as you said, like it is with a lot of our our games it's it's college there's only two games a week so that the intensity and the physicality is high um maybe that goes up a little bit because of the rivalry maybe it goes up a little bit because of the, the single game on a weekend and in the hype of the rivalry but um we would expect it to be um a, a good checking tightly checked um physical hockey game again and um you know, it's it's our job to play hard between the whistles, play clean, keep our sticks on the ice and our, our elbows and our hands down and and in the way we angle and the way we hit um, so that we're being physical, but we're not we're not being egregious and, and taking, you know, needless uh, penalties with what we're doing.
0: I'd be remiss uh, before we let you go today and not mentioning that uh, you're to be congratulated for yet another twenty win season. Uh, well, uh-huh. you, you won 20 games before January ended, and that's really remarkable. But it continues uh, these 20 game seasons, a remarkable streak uh, that is unmatched uh, in all of uh, college hockey where you've uh, you're now winning 20 games by the end of January. But just to have 20 wins a season year after year after year for the better part of this century, really a tremendous achievement.
1: Yeah. No, thank you. Um, it's great accomplishment for, for the players in the program. And, um, we certainly, um, strive for that consistency to try and be in the hunt year in and year out. And, um, yeah, to get it done, I guess, yet to your point this early, um, is a heck of accomplishment for this team. Um, you know, so thank
0: you. Well, go get number 21 on Saturday night. We'll be down (laughs) there watching. Sounds great. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you. And that's been the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl, Sandy Cleff alongside 6 p.m. on Saturday night at Robson Arena DU at CC. And of course, 104.3 The Fan HD3 will provide the coverage. We'll see you next week.